we are witnessing today three world-shaping events. And if you look at them, the effects of the pandemic, uh, climate change, and uh, a war with world impact in the heart of Europe, those three world-shaping events have human rights all over it, before, during, and after. So, uh, yes, for those world-shaping events, you can say we are in bad shape. But if you look at the bigger picture, what is going on in different countries, in the Council, we can see how societies can find a way to evolve and look at human rights issues in a different way. So you have many countries from the global south, as I said, that have made changes, positive changes on human rights issues, whether it's abolition of the death penalty, uh, abolishing legislation, uh, criminalizing same-sex relationships, and, 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 and many jurisprudence advances. And some, some other countries from the West, or very strong democracies, unfortunately had an, a, a, not a, a revolution, but a regression in the way to look at some uh, human rights issues. So it's a very complicated uh, situation with a mainstreaming of problems that we are all worried, and that is why the Council has uh, become one of the intergovernmental bodies on the whole UN system with the highest presence in social media because people feel, identify what we do and we deal with world-shaping events. But, you know, in the underneath, societies are evolving, are, are changing. And I hope that we can continue also that trend of positive trend. When you started at the, uh, your position as president of the Human Rights Council at the beginning of this year, You said you wanted to avoid poli the politicization of the session of the Human Rights Council this year. Do you think you have succeeded? Well, if, if you look what happened, uh, I was the captain of a boat in the middle of a tsunami. So I, uh, I had a lot of pressure to put all the weight in the front or in the back of the boat. And I decided not to do it because I had a responsibility to keep the boat floating. And if you look at that with a very difficult situation, geopolitical, let's remember that when I started as president, Russia was a full member of the Human Rights Council. It was the first time uh, of having the permanent the P5 there as members of the council. So the, uh, the expectations we had of constructive engagement and dialogue was completely changed by everything that happened. And so uh, I think that uh, we were able uh, not to disrupt the work of the Council and the outcomes, uh, regardless of the difficult moment that we were experiencing. And uh, if you look, we approved 97 resolutions, many of them very, very important for present and future generations. On We have appointed this first special rapporteur on climate change and human rights. We approve investigative mechanisms. We approve new issues of human rights on, uh, you know, the impact of human rights of new military technologies, cyberbullying. Um, and, and so what I mean is I think that the glass is half full, not because we have an, an excellent cooperation and dialogue Ambiance. That's not true. But it's half full considering the risks we had at the beginning of the year. If we hadn't had this 
a strong commitment to keep dialogue on, uh, the the council could have been at, at great risk. And I think we were able to avoid that. Uh, ten months after starting uh, as president of the Human Rights Council, what are you proud of um, uh, of achieve, um, What did you have achieved, according to you, um, during these ten months? Well, first is is what I just said: avoid a complete ris- disruption. Um, second, I think that uh, I'm very proud that uh, I, on gender parity, I had a, a specific decision that I decided to have, uh, you know, a message on independent experts, for example. Uh, uh, the ones I proposed to the council, 23 of them, uh, 70% uh, were women, and sometimes I did not follow the recommendation that I had of, a, you know, the consultative group in order to, to choose uh, a woman, because I think that You know, if half of humanity are women and we deal with human rights issues all over the world, I think it's very important to to achieve gender parity in the independent mechanisms. Also, the idea of outreach. Uh, When I found out how many uh, people identify to what we do, um, sometimes, you know, we are... uh, We need to uh, give accurate information on what we do Um, and sometimes social media um, acknowledges what we do, but without the deep information. So I decided to have a strategic public diplomacy outreach of what we do, uh, talking to think tanks, traveling uh, in several places, uh, universities, uh, and lectures in every every place we, uh, we go. And at the same time, we were able to have an outreach to children and the next generation. For the first time, we had a, a experience, which is bring your children to the council day, and the children, 200 children, took over the Human Rights Council and had a session, approve a resolution, and talk about their their um, worries on, on the future, on, on, on technology and human rights, and, and many other issues. So I think... Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of that. And, uh, and of course, the way we faced and we responded to very significant crises is also uh, important. You know, uh, while the Security Council was paralyzed here in, in New York uh, in relation to, to the Russian uh, uh, aggression to Ukraine, uh, four days after that in Geneva, Uh, the Human Rights Council decided to have an urgent debate and approve a historic commission of inquiry on the uh, investigation of the violations by an overwhelming majority. So that also, I'm proud that we were able to have those debates to to have those achievements that the international community needed. 